Welcome to Feel Feelings with Danny and George, the show that talks about feelings and the things that make you feel them. I just don't understand who puts bacon on a cheese, a cream cheese bagel. Did you ask for any like protein on it? No. Because that that thought doesn't even cross my mind with the like cream cheese bagel. Yeah, I need some protein on my cream cheese bagel. Like you're what is it slowing you down while keeping you going? What's what? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've had the same bagel order for years. Keep in mind, I've had the same bagel order with this bagel place for a year. That's about. true. That should mean something. Yeah, like we 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 have a relationship. Sometimes when I order late, they make a separate pot of coffee for me. It's happened before. Uh-huh. I've I've appreciated it. But poppy seed bagel, cream cheese, bacon, untoasted bagel. Somewhere out there there's another George like, "Where's my poppy seed bagel?" Yeah, and fuck that George. He don't need to exist. There, George's abide in a party. George's abide by Highlander rules. There can only <laughs> be one. And if the other one shows up, the the person that's been there before has to leave. That does sound fair to me. Yes. Yeah, one in, one out. See, with Dan's, it's tougher because it's a much more popular there name than so George. There are so many of them. There's a lot of Dan's. <laughs> There'd be George's, so many while it seems like a popular name, is not super popular. That reminds me. I'm Danny and you're George. <laughs> What we've been hearing this for a year, Dan. They know That's who true, we are. But we're, we're back. It's a new season and new things. We just came yeah. in off of a brand new snappy theme song that you made. I made that all music and uh, and and uh, interludes done by George. That's right. We're we're pepping it up a little bit for season two. As we to a podcast at nine thirty in the morning. Yeah, we're pepping it up. Anyway, yeah, what do really, you want to talk about? Because I'm phoning it in. <laughs> we're really leaning into the <laughs> season two excitement. <laughs> With everything going on, we us starting a podcast, and by like the third episode, someone's already like, "Don't touch me." Uh, yeah. And then by the fourth episode, we have to do it by ourselves via this new this new thing called zoom yeah for not having figured out how podcasting in person works we figured out how to do it online real quick we really like i mean i feel like a lot of people did there is a core community of people that uh have just fucking figured it out as we're going here um so kudos to them i i I don't know how you feel about this but i i think it is pretty fucking cool that this many podcasts have come out of a pandemic you know, while while part of me is also like, yeah, but my my podcast, listen to mine. Yeah. It is it is a cool kind of DIY thing where like everyone just sort of knew about this medium, were fans of it, and then reached a point during the pandemic that was like, you know what, anything just to shout into the void. Yeah, if I'm gonna talk to somebody, it's gonna matter. <laughs> <laughs> But that's like, I don't know, I, I, I see in this trend where it's like, I feel like a lot of people are doing the podcast thing, not for like, oh, I'm going to be the best podcast in the world, but it's out of maybe like a subtle desperation of just oh, like, for sure. if I'm gonna speak, I want it at least 
uh, like recorded and like marks for history. Like unless the grid shuts down, these will be here forever. Yeah. And we have a year of dick jokes and emotions. Yeah. We've to, we got to fuck around for a whole year. This is a uh, this is our legacy, Dan. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so this is uh, welcome to the second season, everybody. Uh, it's only a second season because we've switched to Mondays. Good morning. That's it's right. Monday. Now I get to edit on Sundays and not lose sleep every Thursday night. <laughs> well, you're the one who chose to do D and D, and I guess the campaign must be really heating up for you to switch to Mondays. <laughs> we actually started playing this other game called Call of Cthulhu, which is oh, ever all in the the Cthulhu universe and Cthulhu monsters and like Lovecraft monsters or whatever, mm-hmm. and it's wild. <laughs> you're like every now and then you're like, oh, you're just talking to a guy. Oh, now you're fighting a monster made of worms. <laughs> like, oh, okay, <laughs> can I punch it? <laughs> roll. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna need a perception check on that. Um, <laughs> I do like someone asking a question. They'd be like, perception check to ask the question. Yeah, <laughs> I'd love um, to answer your question, but the dice determines everything. I'm sorry. Um, there was like a Call of Duty Call of Cthulhu. Oh, really? Yeah, because I remember my cousins playing it. And I being the asshole nerd in like the back room that doesn't play violent video games. Like if it's a cartoon hitting someone with a staff or something, I'm into oh, for it. for sure. Yeah. But if it's like call of duty like the stakes are high and there's 18 other people from around the world playing i can't do it (laughs) it's too much but like there was a couple games where like they had like call of duty zombies and i think they brought that back yeah nazi zombies i played nazi zombies one i ever played (laughs) and then there was like a nuketown zombies version so it's like radioactive zombies but there was one i distinctly remember it I think Ray Liotta did like the voice of a character in it. Oh, really? And you had to escape a prison in the 1920s and there was like Cthulhu monsters. I'm, I'm just picturing Ray Liotta doing his like Chantix commercial where he's like, I smoke cigarettes. Yeah. Oh, it's been a lot of years ever since Goodfellas. Yeah. Uh, but like, like my cousins are playing this and they're playing it because, yeah, they got to fucking blow away these Cthulhu zombie monsters. Right. And I'm like, hey, hey, you know, that's Ray Liotta. <laughs> and B, you know, this is all just a reference to HP Lovecraft. Famous <laughs> like, racist. <laughs> famous racist HP Lovecraft. Uh, and then you're like, sh- just go in the other room, fucking art boy. <laughs> yeah. I visited HP Lovecraft's grave once. Is that in Providence? It is in Providence. Yeah. I think it was Swan Point, I want to say the cemetery was called, something along those lines. It sounds peaceful. It was, it was beautiful. It actually, I've been there. I've been there twice. <laughs> I've been to, I've been to Providence. I think three times in my life, and two of those three times, I went to the grave of H.P. Lovecraft. I don't think I have been to Providence, Rhode Island, the city. I have been to the Providence Place Mall dozens of times. Oh wow. <laughs> but like, Providence we, is beautiful. I love Providence. It, it, we would go to Providence. Just because, like, yo, they got a big mall. <laughs> <laughs> they got the good one. Yeah, this is like my childhood where it's like you either drive an hour, 25 minutes to Providence to the big mall. Or you drive 45 minutes to Waterford, Connecticut, 
uh, which is near like um, New London and Groton in that yep. area. Uh, and that's a shit mall. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I've been to the New London one. Yeah, probably. It's it's a mall. It's a mall. Like it's like the standard suburban mall experience. Yeah, there's like a, a finish line. It's the only place you'll ever see one. But oh my god, so there was like a Pack Sun that's inside the food court. Like it's the first store <laughs> out of the food court. At least it was. That's how it was I, in the one growing up. Yeah, it was like <laughs> when I was a child. Me, yeah, yeah. It's just it's right there. They're like, listen, where are all these skater? Kids? I mean, that's probably they planned it. It was like, listen, all these skate mall punks. Where are they going to hang out? Just the food court? Okay, we'll put their store right there. <laughs> Joke's on them. It was Hot Topic at the other end of the mall. <laughs> exactly. Uh, some, there was a Things Remembered. Did your, oh, mall, yeah. did your mall have like a dragon store? <laughs> um, hmm. I feel, I feel like, like there's like a neon, like a blacklight poster store. That, that might be the good. closest we got to a dragon store. I have been on a hunt for this black light banner that I had as a kid that had like a little alien doing a peace sign in the middle and he was in a UFO. Maybe he wasn't doing a peace sign, but it was like very cartoonily drawn and there were many planets drawn around. It was like a, like a very cartoony solar system banner. Um, and I have been desperately searching like Craigslist and uh, like Facebook marketplace just so I can have it again. <laughs> I think that's what I've been going through lately. It's like, I'm just trying to recapture parts of my childhood. Like I was listening to AFI the other day and I wanted to paint my nails black when I got home because I'm an adult now. And if someone makes fun of my black fingernails, fuck you, I'm an adult. Yeah, right. Go for it. And, and I was like, Casey, I need you to help me because I got to get like my, my cuticles down because I don't take care of my nails. And she was like, I'm not helping you with that. So we <laughs> like, so I canceled her on the internet. So um, you want to get your nails done. I want, I mean, I want want to just like paint them black. Here's my thing is did Davey Havoc get manicures? Of course, Davey Havoc got manicures. Oh, I am, I am a champion of manicure, pedicure culture. I think it's great. Go get them. Yeah. Everyone should get them. I just want them done right. I don't like, I like part of me is like, yeah, maybe the aesthetic is like to make it sloppy, but you know, maybe like the first time around, get them nice. I won't let people touch my feet though. (laughs) You're missing out. Pedicures oh. are fucking great. Anyway, I, just, I know, no, I know that okay, when I clip go. my nails. Oh, anyway, in a second. <laughs> <laughs> when I clip my nails and my toenails, sometimes they get like a fudgy smell, and I don't want to. I don't want to expose. Oh, people these are to that. professionals. Yeah, I don't care. They are equipped. They will make fun of you, and it's worth it because you'll leave feeling fantastic. It is great. If someone comes in and asks me to make a box for them, fuck that person. I don't care if it's my job, and I'm a professional box maker. <laughs> There, they no fuck you except for you're that de- one you're kid. denying boxes to smelly feet that's bad <laughs> what were you gonna do start the show or whatever anyway <laughs> we got a new feature on our show we yes in the past have been have been telling people what their emotion was ahead of time and we're not gonna do that anymore we have brought in a wheel yeah so me and elena clune friend of the show used to run a show called spin to freaking wheel um, and we've just had this wheel sitting around in the background for a couple, probably years now. It's been a year for sure, because we were supposed to uh, do the wheel show at a comedy theater in Philly. So we've just repurposed it by slapping different emotions on the wheel every couple weeks. That's right. We have a list of over 300 emotions, I think, at this point still. 
It's it a started, very thin triangular wheel. <laughs> yeah, it, it started at four, and then we we pulled a handful of them from it, and now we've used fifty or sixty of them. But yeah, we have a, a large list of emotions, and instead of having to scroll through that whole list ourselves every week, now a wheel does it for us. We had two options: hire an intern or buy a large novelty wheel. That's right. Um, <laughs> so George. So, you ready to spin the wheel? Do you want me to spin the wheel? You can spin the wheel. Okay, I'll spin the wheel. All right. We got sluggish. Sluggish. I've Which, always felt like that one bug from A Bug's Life where he orders the poo-poo platter and when he uh, eats it and his mouth starts foaming because that <laughs> that slug is dying. Yeah, He goes, hey, I thought I said no salt. And I've identified with that since a child. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what a, what a perfectly timed one for us right now at a 9.30... 10 o'clock in the morning recording time. Yeah, Dan, let's never do this again. Like, I, initially I like them, but I also like, I didn't like, they gave me the wrong bagel if we've kept that in. Uh, there's just a lot going on this morning. So this is fitting. However, this is painful. So you are you are rolling into this recording a little down, a little slow. So you should probably be able to pick up something sluggish pretty easily. What makes you feel sluggish? Well, Here's the thing is that we touched on it briefly before we went on break that I've been having like a rough go of it emotionally. And I figured let's start heavy <laughs> for our first first show back. Um, I don't know if it's a combination of like uh, the my my work situation not being the best or if uh, if it's just covid fatigue or if it's coming out of the thaw of winter. But emotionally, I have been super sluggish lately to a point where it's like, you ever, you ever just like get tired of telling people that you're tired. So you're just honest with them and you're just like, oh no, I have depression. Like <laughs> that's where I'm at. Yeah. At this point, it's been like four weeks of people will be like, Hey man, you doing all right? Or like, no, I'm depressed. <laughs> yeah, you, have, you have like one day you're like, Oh yeah, I'm just feeling a little off today. The weather's changing, whatever. Yeah. But then you have like four days of it and you're like, is something wrong? Yeah. I, what's going on? And I've had this before. There's been like, we've talked about it. I think on the first episode, which I think we should do like a remastered version where we just read off a script of it. Cause there's <laughs> some stuff in that episode that's fun, but it's just really hard to listen to. It's way back there. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, with this, like I've like felt these emotions before where I'm like, Oh man, this is going to be a rough couple months. Cause it's like a month or two passes of just feeling this way. And I was hoping it was like seasonal depression. Um, but at the same time, it's like everything's thawing out and now it's happening. So how can it be seasonal like depression I, if it's like I've been reasoning out for for my own self trying to make sense of it, where I feel like because the weather keeps doing these drastic shifts mm -hmm. that like getting the taste of like coming out of it and then being dropped right back into it. Mm. I, I feel like there's that that hopeful thing like. Think about like when you have like a, a big show coming up and you're like pumped for that show and then like you have that show and then 
you don't have that show anymore. So like that empty, like, yeah. Oh, all these expectations. I put them on this and it showed up and now it's just gone. Yeah. That's happening with the weather all the time. (laughs) Yeah. I would say it's happening with the world all the time. Like, like, like even like if we get macro vision here, pulling back even farther, uh, you know, cases are going down and that's great. And then you hear like, oh, yeah, Texas is just uh, being Texas. Yeah, Texas. Uh, <laughs> and we were cold for a little while. Why don't we just die? Yeah, let's just die. <laughs> um, but like that's weighing on you because it's just like, fuck, dude, just like we're so close. I feel like. We, but that's another thing, too, is we keep on saying we're so close. Yeah. And I I've crossed my last hurdle. And it's still not done. Yeah. So I'm actually struggling a lot with that. Where mm-hmm. like, I'm done. So why can't I do the things anymore? Like, I want to go mm. back to the movies. I want to do all yeah. these things. But like, I can't. I can't do it yet. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, like, that's the thing. Is like, but people were talking at work. And they're like, uh, there's this this newer person that works with us. Um, I won't mention her name on on thing, but. She just called from the other room and said, like, George, if they lifted the mask mandate today, would you go out? No. (laughs) Like, even if I was vaccinated, no. Yeah. Dr. Fauci said I can sit in a room with people who are also of my state. Yeah. And like what? (laughs) We're going to make a Facebook chat about that? No. Like, just it's a part of me that's like, hey, wait a couple more months, even if you are vaccinated. Just out of respect. Yeah, I had to set new new benchmarks for myself since like the official ones are gone. I I have given myself Godzilla vs. Kong. That that is that is the movie that when that movie comes out at the end of March, I'll go see that movie and that'll be far enough away. That'll be enough time. Everything will have set in definitely mm-hmm. for me with the vaccine and the grace period and all that. Yeah. So like I I'm I'm looking now to Godzilla vs Kong as like all right I'm back in the world the world is okay yeah see that's the thing because I take small trips like that like small like today after we're done recording this Casey is out of the house I'm gonna do a couple more things for like uh, this thing that's coming out on April first that uh, should have been done a month ago uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh follow fight for your friends uh, to find out more because pick it up pick it up, to, pick it up we're about to pick it up um and i hope it upsets some people (laughs) uh but like i'm gonna like i'm gonna work on some stuff here for maybe like an hour and then i'm gonna go down to vintage vinyl in ford's new jersey i'm gonna buy myself some records a little retail therapy nice so like get out of this sluggish feeling i'm hoping that helps but then again i am broke so it's just gonna make me sadder uh but yeah man like feel the sluggish feeling for me is really being put to the test in the last couple of weeks where I even like complained to Casey about everything that's going on. And I was very blunt with her where I was like, listen, I have two days off in a row and I don't want to do anything. I don't want to be asked yeah. to do anything. I'm sorry. Like I'm, I'm not going to be a help in this. Yeah, sometimes right you have to do that. Like she was understanding and I did still like do stuff like, you know, but it was on my terms and I just like, I needed that. I needed some sort of like things that I can control. Oh yeah. Control. It, it definitely helps when you can set the pace. Yeah. Cause then if you're moving slow, it's because you chose to. Yeah. Uh, but that's my 
whole thing lately. It's just I've been I've been sluggish, and it's it's I don't think it's a specific like this song makes me feel sluggish or like you know it's like oh the, this temperature makes me feel sluggish though it does. <laughs> uh, it's it's a it's an emotional thing that has brought me down to a crawl. You know, so if you had to kind of shifting it from the broad sense of sluggish, if you had to like pick one thing, do you think you could? Or like, what would it be? Something that makes me sluggish, pick one thing. Cause like even, even the example I have for, for after yours is not uh-huh. like specific. Yeah. It's like a concept, like a conceptual could, like chip thing. it down. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think about that for when I get to mine. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if there's something there with yours. I will say that um, the way I've chosen to like handle it and like self-soothe is through not the healthiest means of just like sitting and watching TV and going through YouTube videos and that as an after effect does not help in the slightest. So I would say that would like exacerbate the sluggishness of like, listen, I'm not going to do anything today because I really, I physically can't anymore, like emotionally, physically can't. And then my resolve to it is like, okay, let me watch this video about the Earthquaker devices plumes pedal. It's 12 <laughs> minutes. I'm going to learn a lot about, you know, small wave breakup distortion, you know, like it's, it's the sloth aspect of sluggish where it's like, Oh, I'm doing that to myself. Like I could be motivated to go do something else. So is it, is it more when you catch yourself doing those things or is it, you feel sluggish and then you're like, all right, so I just have to do these things. Good question. I think that it derives maybe from guilt okay (laughs) where i'm feeling sluggish i'm not feeling good i'm gonna do something that i my brain has told me to like listen you get dopamine hit from watching watching like guitar gear videos on youtube you're gonna sit there you go watch it for six hours (laughs) and then you're gonna look at your phone and realize you've been there for six hours just flipping between your phone and videos of whatever, like it started with guitar gear videos uh, and and now it's gone to like home improvement stuff. And now I'm watching that guy build like huts in the Costa Rican rainforest by hand. And there's no music. <laughs> it's just him hitting like rocks together and it makes a house. And like, yeah. And you look up and it's 6 p.m. The lights aren't on. The lights aren't on. There's There's been multiple days where Casey has like come in from this office into the living room and I'm sitting in the dark. Oh yeah, I, that's my like, biggest problem. Yeah, I, I have no issue laying around doing nothing, mm-hmm. but it's when like the dust settles and you're sitting there in the dark. You're like, God, oh man, I did it again. There was a Pete Holmes joke where he was talking about like watching a movie alone in a hotel room, and it's just like he'll laugh. He was watching Step Brothers and he'll laugh at a scene and he'll go, Ha-ha, "I'm alone," like because you laugh as if someone else is going to join in the fun with you. Yeah, you look for the communal nature of it. But no, you're alone. There's no one. And so the guilt comes from me being so sluggish. And then my guilt makes me depressed, which then makes me sluggish, 
which then makes me want the dopamine hit of something that I've been told works, which then makes me guilty, which then makes me sad. So you're caught in the infinite loop of sluggish. I'm going to (laughs) die. Wow. Well, at least you seem fit. Thank you. (laughs) Appreciate that. Yeah, man. I mean, if I had to narrow it down, obviously, like, I feel like the easy answer is like TV, mindless TV or mindless uh, uh, screens. I I have such a hard time watching TV that like I don't care about Mm -hmm. that just the the selection process of trying to find something that I just want to be on Mm -hmm. gives me so much anxiety because like. I don't want to like it. Yeah. So like I, I have to put on something that I'm not going to get into because I don't, I want to be able to turn it off whenever I want. So if I get into it, then I'm going to keep going. I don't want something that's going to like really absorb me. Here's the thing is that I feel like I had this a couple of years ago and I'm realizing now that it's just rewired my brain to like the things that I don't want to like. <laughs> yeah. So. One of my favorite shows, uh, a great, um, actually, I'm wearing his hoodie, uh, clothing designer's name's Blake. He designed the pro- uh, the album art for the project coming out on the first. Uh, he runs a clothing company called Loudmouth Threads. We've talked about it on the show, but he's a great guy. Yeah, great stuff. Um, he uh, asked his Instagram followers, what's your favorite comfort show? Because his is X-Files. My, my old college, my old, not college roommate, my old uh, uh, Philly roommate, his was The Office. So like every night I would fall yeah. asleep to, and every and night. NBC had to make so much pandemic money on people's oh, show absolutely. being The Office. Um, but Blake's, you know, every night he falls asleep to, and that's just, it's a soothing thing of like, you've watched it a bunch of times and stuff and that became mindless. I knew I didn't want to do that a couple years ago when I had like my really big depressive state after college. Hmm. And I started watching a lot because they would put them up on YouTube of like BBC, the uh, uh, four part documentary series where it's like a host describing like who the Plantagenets are and it's Britain's bloodiest dynasty and like secrets of great British castles. They're always British theme because it's BBC. And I became obsessed with watching all of those. They are boring. Yeah. I was looking for a bunch of documentaries. I, I had the worst possible luck trying to find a documentary that would be boring, mm-hmm. but also worth watching. And now you want a pet octopus. Yeah. <laughs> like that, that's how I ended up coming across the, uh, the Joan Didion one where I'm like, oh, I, I like her enough i don't know a lot about her well how interesting could a documentary about a writer be and i i'm like riveted i'm like damn it (laughs) (laughs) not what i wanted that's like um i mean maybe that's just the thing of documentaries is that documentaries have this stigma of being boring like there there are so many out there that are like super methodical mm -hmm. and like that's what i'm looking for in those moments there's like Sunday morning doldrum moments, mm-hmm. but I, I don't know any of them. I don't know what any of them are called anymore. Yeah, I went and, through all the ones that I knew. And there's, and they're not like, there's not a Netflix specifically for that. Maybe there is. And if you'd like to sponsor the show and give us some subscriptions, we yeah. can get our guests uh, to sign up. Like I'll make fake accounts if it helps us get the boost. But if like, that's what we need. Cause when I was a kid, 
before this thing with History Channel was like Ice Road Truckers and Naked and Afraid and Ancient Aliens. Like before History Channel was that, the best part of History Channel was like the made for school documentary series about Dracula or like oh, yeah the stuff you would see in like your social studies classroom in like a 10 VHS yeah. set and then like around October they would do only Halloween themed ones and it was great like I just remember as a seven-year-old being like this is fucking great I love there is a I had it on VHS it's called like haunted lighthouses and I used to watch it what? all the time and they I love that there's it. more than one. There's so many. <laughs> there has to be all of them, right? <laughs> there's, I mean, there's not even all of them, but one of them is the one that I like. I grew up near in New London, uh, and I went to. This is gonna be lame, but I went to Oceanology summer camp one year, and they uh, were selling that VHS tape, and I was like, I, I that looks cool. I want that because we took a boat out to this haunted lighthouse called oh Ledge Light in New London, Connecticut. And it's, it's just I, a Victorian house in the middle of an inlet. It's cool. Do you know how excited I'd be to get to the haunted thing after sailing the boat to get there? We should <laughs> go. Get me off this thing. <laughs> let's all oh, let's maybe we can like get I think it's run by the Coast Guard, so we need to ask permission, but let's do an episode on ledge light when things clear. Like when I get vaccinated and we can go do things. Let's see if we can get our way out there. That would be awesome. Uh but so like there's this and like that was my idea of like, oh hell yeah, love this. Of just this poorly, cheaply made mid '90s docu series, not a series. It was like an hour and a half long. It was a VHS tape of different stories about haunted lighthouses. I feel sluggish just thinking about it. <laughs> oh, so good though. All right, but yeah, let's uh, the break. Should we break? Yeah. Do you have anything else you want to just say about haunted lighthouses before we go to break? There's the for the first lighthouse they talk about it's in Maine, and it's about this ghost story of uh, how this guy uh, wanted his relationship to last with his young bride, so he bought her a piano from the mainland when she was getting depressed, but it only came with one piece of sheet music, and she would play it over and over and over again, and it drove him crazy, and he killed her. <laughs> <laughs> and because of that oh, VHS tape... <laughs> And because of that VHS tape, I can still hear, because I watched it so many times, the song that she's playing. And it's da 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 And she just plays it over and over. And then it's like one night when she was playing very vigorously and she's like playing fucking a ragtime version of the same song. You just hear like a boink. And then you hear it again, and he's just taking an axe to the piano as she's lying lifeless on the floor. Wow. <laughs> Where uh, can we be sponsored by Haunted Lighthouses? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, let's go to break. <laughs> <All> break. <laughs> hey, friends and weirdos! I'm Meg. And I'm Alyssa, and we're the hosts over at the podcast, Real Chills. Do you love the unexplained? Do you listen closer for things that go bump in the night? If so, Real Chills podcast is for you. The best part is, all our stories are true. You can check us out on Spotify. And if you have a story you'd like to share, email us at realchillspodcast at gmail.com.
Uh, we're back. Dan. Hey. Uh, do you want to talk about what makes you sluggish? Sure. Is it haunted I, lighthouses? I, it will now. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to send it to you right now because I have it saved in my watch for later on YouTube. Nice. Which, which I feel bad because I feel like someone listening is being like, damn, George needs help from what I've just heard, where he's talking about this like guilt to sluggish to more guilt uh, loophole. Uh, and then uh, the first thing I say back from break is, hold on, let me send you this. It's in my watch for later. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am pumped to watch this thing that's going to bring me way down. <laughs> oh, you're going to be if welcome to my world, champ. I'm going to slow my heart rate on this one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, please go. So, yeah, I was trying to think of something that like would be like a momentary shift into sluggishness. Mm-hmm. and the only one I could think of that really did it on like a like real like when it happens, it's immediate is when I'm driving and I get a phone call, that phone call, regardless of who it's from. And this was more a thing when the election was still happening and phone calls were just coming in just rapidly from numbers. I don't know. Oh recognize. my God. That was insane. I think, did we take a picture of it or I took a picture of it and put it up on my Instagram of just, yeah. I couldn't call out of work because so many wrong numbers were coming in from the election that it wiped out the number that like I kept in my recently called thing. Yeah. I also started with like, new clients and stuff. So like trying to scroll through and be like, oh shoot, which one of these numbers I didn't save is the number for the person Mm -hmm. I need to call right now. It was all very frustrating. But like when when I'm driving, I'm either listening to music or a podcast and I you kind of get in that zone where you're able to kind of tune out the world and not have to pay attention to the the absolutely boring task of driving from point A to point B. Mm -hmm. And then having like anything like having a a phone call abruptly interrupt that it just like sucks you back into reality and you're like oh wow this Mm. this sucks everything i'm doing right now sucks yeah because you're that's the thing is people have talked about in the past but like you know driving and not realizing you're driving like that experience of like i've done this so much that i know what i'm doing but coming to and realizing that you've been driving for 45 minutes and not really paying attention is both equally scary and like, I guess, a godsend where you're like, at least I wasn't coherent for 45 minutes, you know? Yeah. And the fact that like a phone call brings you out of that, you have to like work your way back into that long drive. And I, I think that's part of why I hate the getting to Philly and having to park part also, because that is when you have to start paying attention again. No, it's it's the like I don't have to. It's the okay, cool meditation zone, fucking zen zone. I can blank out, and then as soon as responsibility comes in, it's like yeah, that meditation has been interrupted. You know, it's actually like focus on your breathing, and then a dog's barking next to you, or like you know, it's anything like that where it's like you're in this meditative zen state. And then uh, rudely shaken out of it. It's yeah, tough like, to get back there. It's not not something you can plan for either. So like it, it's always out of nowhere. And it is just like, a, I keep saying abrupt, but it's uh, abrupt. Yeah. Where like, it's like you're, you're swimming and then some, some like just reaches in and pulls you all the way out of the water. Yeah. Well, it's like, 
not to piggyback off of that uh, analogy of like my dad used to always say, because we would go fishing like once a year. He's not a big fisherman, but we'd have like poles. Yeah. He was like, man, it's great. Cause like sometimes you're just out here enjoying yourself and then you catch a fish and it's like the worst part of fishing <laughs> yeah. because like it's when you least expect it. It's when you're not paying attention is when you catch the fish and you're like, cool. Oh, it's what we're supposed to be doing. But that's not what you're supposed to be doing on fishing in his mind. Like his, his idea of fishing is like, let's just shut the fuck up for three hours there, there is something here. wonderful about that of just like mm -hmm. being quiet near somebody, especially in nature. It's mm -hmm. like that's such a cool feeling. So yeah, I totally understand that. But that is the thing is like catching the fish is the worst part, or like that phone call is the worst part because it's snapping you back to reality. And like and I don't even hate talking on the phone. I love talking on the I phone. I hate talking on the phone. Never call me. If we if you want to, <laughs> if you no, genuinely like so uh Sean Nelms is trying to set up a very fun project that we'll be filming in April. I can't talk about it too much, but it's 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 exciting stuff. Um and I'm really excited to be a part of it. He was like, Hey, when can I call you? And I knew, like, I know how he operates and he just wants to get the information out there. And obviously it's a lot easier to just say it than put it in an email. Oh yeah. Um, I I've tried explaining like every project I've ever had via text and it's never the easier way. I know it's not the easier way, but it's my preferred method of receiving information where I genuinely had stuff going on. And I knew I had to make time to talk to Sean. So I made sure that I was like out walking the dog or like out doing errands. So that there'd be just something else. Yeah. Is that I cannot sit and focus on a phone with someone. I think it's because anytime I've been on a phone with someone, it's always like, it's my own fault for creating this paradigm, but it's like, if I can text someone, that means it's casual, but if I'm talking, it's serious. And that's, oh, yeah. that's scary because serious means bad and bad news. And so like, it's just, I associate the talking on the telephone with bad news. I, I get that. That, that actually makes a lot of sense, but yeah. like, it's also really fun to talk on the phone. We're like, you're a little bit older than me. And I think that's why is that like I grew up in a world where it was like, oh, we have this option of text and this is way better for me. I would like start getting like a shaky voice on the phone as a kid because I could not deal with talking on the phone. You're from just a slightly generation lower than mine where talking on the phone was a means to talk to someone and it wasn't like abnormal. Yeah, I, I had at least like. 14 or 15 years in my life where that was the choice. Yeah. Like there wasn't another choice. And then there was AIM and then AIM ruined everything. But yep. here we are. <laughs> and now we're talking on a video phone. Yeah. And this, somehow this is, it's better. <laughs> I, I, I fought against like video calls for the longest time. Like, no, just call me. If you need to talk, we can talk. If you want to talk in person, we can meet in person. Like, we don't have to put those two things together. Like, yeah. I'm available, so let's hang out if you want to talk and see my face. Yeah, no, I I can't. I it's it's tough for me. Uh, but I'm sorry, I tangented. Tangential is that a word connected to it? Tan tangentially, tangentialated. I, I, I tangentialated <laughs> the tangent. But yeah, I mean, I I do actually like talking on the phone. We're like, mm. I, I don't I don't call Meg as much as she calls me, but that's just how timing works, I guess. <laughs> but like. I I really enjoy those phone calls because then it's its own new meditative state. It's just the 
shift from one thing to the other mm-hmm. that is just so like abrasive to my senses. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, I can, I absolutely see where you're coming from, where it's like, it shuts down that whole part of it, you know? Yeah, I'm trying to think of like what other examples of that would be, but like, I, I can't even place myself in a meditative state outside of driving, which is not great. <laughs> yeah, I would say so. You know, maybe a time that you're supposed to be paying attention, but I think we are paying attention. I think, remember a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about how, I can remember lyrics when I'm not paying attention, but when I think about the lyrics, yes, yep. uh, that thing, and you were saying like, oh, that's because it's from different parts of your brain. I think driving is that same way where we oh, do absolutely. it so much yeah. and it's become second nature. And we are doing the things. We are checking our mirrors. We are looking behind us. We are doing that, but we're doing that on autopilot and we just don't even realize. So I, it's not distracted driving. All you're doing is focusing. It's the yeah, it's the act of the distraction like, that is the distractive driving. Yeah. Like, I would argue that like getting a phone call and then re having to focus on driving is more of a distraction than just letting go. Please don't take this as advice, listeners. If you die yeah. in a car accident, this is not on yeah. us. Yeah, don't text and drive, morons. Yeah, don't. <laughs> I can't. Like my mom texts me and I have to write K back. I'm killing <laughs> half a freeway. Yeah, I, I feel like the only thing I can do, like, as good driving and not driving is drinking something. <laughs> and, like, that is it. <laughs> That's the peak of it. Even then, because I used to drink a lot of Arnold Palmer, and that can is too big, so it would hit the ceiling. Oh, yeah. And I then I'm panicking, because I'm like, oh, my God. How do I get this? <laughs> I need, like, a short Dixie cup of several drinks that just, like, you can pop and throw. <laughs> oh, man, the other day I had an like open top cup of water what the fuck is wrong with you you psychopaths (laughs) i I had filled it like towards the end of my work day and usually it doesn't make it to the end of my work day it was like it's a routine but this time it did and i didn't want to leave it or dump it i have a real issue with just like wasting things yeah same even though it's water and you can put water down the drain and there's nothing lost i mean you can find (laughs) a plant on the side of the road there you go that's for you thirsty boy I also, I also like love having a drink in my car. So I was like, well, this is the one I'm going to have today. Oh, <laughs> the whole drive, like, uh, uh, slow into the turn. Don't go too fast. Slow stops. I had a friend back home that his dad would drink a lot of coffee in a mug in his truck while oh, driving. Mug is not good. I need, I need like, yeah, it's got to be at least like slender. I don't understand how it even is possible. <laughs> It's just, uh, yeah, it's, man, don't. I also just realized that, that me saying that having an open cup of water in my cup is like me driving safely. Yeah, right. <laughs> I was like, buy the book, safe driver, because I had a cup of water. So it's, it's the balancing the book on your head for etiquette. It's yeah. just like, as long as I have this here, I'll be fine. <laughs> awesome. Um, but should we get to our like next little segment that we were that's right. We got new segments. So we're a very professional podcast. You'll hear me scream that at the end of the episode. Um, That's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we, uh, we, we asked you guys at home, our listeners, who without you, we would be nothing. Uh, because then we'd just be talking to ourselves. Yeah. And Dan, while this is great once a week, we are like I'm not that much interesting of a person, so I don't know why this keeps happening. <laughs> yeah, we've we've definitely gotten to the bottom of both of us. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we asked y'all what makes you sluggish. 
Um, and I figured we could go through some as a little uh, as a little thing. Uh, Dan, do we want to name the segment? I don't know if we want to name the segment. However, here's a slight musical jab to get us into it. That's probably the title. I haven't thought of it yet. Uh, <laughs> <All right. laughs> um, I was thinking, how do they feel? And then it can be like a D'Angelo riff. <laughs> oh, that'd be fun. I don't have the, uh, what did someone call those? And it was gross. Oh, there's another uh, podcast. Uh, uh, on another podcast, they talked about like the V that D'Angelo had and they called them cum gutters. And I don't yeah, like that. Okay. I was going to say, that's, that's what I know. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's pretty common common slang yeah i don't say that i've never had them before so i've had no need to know what they are <laughs> oh yeah they've, they've never been describing me <laughs> <laughs> uh all right dan what do you want to go first you want me what uh, my folks have, have said not my folks we know a couple of these people mutually yeah let's uh let's go back and forth through uh one at one at a time here because i don't know how many each of us have but Okay. We both have a handful, so. Okay. I have roughly four of them to go through. So if you want to pick your favorite or if you want to like go through all of them, we can do that. Um, my first person, uh, we got a message from a gentleman named uh, Mike Hausch. He's a friend of ours. Uh, I believe he's living out in Denver right now. He's one of these That's people fun. that like really... Th- thrived in the pandemic and was like yeah i'm just gonna get an airbnb in denver and i think now he lives there that's Uh, awesome good for him uh good kid like him a lot uh he said what makes him feel sluggish is the existential dread of existence oh so living got it living (laughs) living for my couch Uh, see his, his it's great because his uh instagram handle is my underscore underscore couch mike couch i like it it's good. It's, like it's up punch. there for names that we've had on the show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, honestly, I think from what I was talking about, Mike, um, same. <laughs> yeah, that, that, pre- that hits pretty example, close to, to yours. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're kindred spirits. We're both musicians. So it makes sense. <laughs> All right. Who do you got? I got two from my sister. One, um, I, I think she pretends is a joke, but is for sure serious. But then the other was a real one. The the joke one. She said conversations with me. So uh, fuck yourself. Yeah. Oh, I, th- I did see that one. And then you sent a uh, oh, El Cabong gif, which is my favorite. El Cabong is a very underrated Hanna Barbera cartoon character. <laughs> yeah. Her her actual one was. She said winter makes me feel sluggish. Like snow slows everything down and makes me feel like I can't accomplish what I'd like to. We also call this seasonal depression. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. This is also seasonal depression. Definitely a lot of weather ones. And I totally understand that. Yeah. That's what I think is like the seasonal depression aspect of it is, yeah, seasonal depression, sure. But is it actually just climate? Is it, is it climate depression? It might be. I mean, at this point, is because yeah. seasons are harder and harder to define, but the depression part stays. So, all right. I just, I had this like mental sketch in my head where it's like, it's called uh, uh, climate depression, and it's just 
a newscaster going like sea levels are arriving at an alarming rate. Like we have lost most of Florida and the seaboard. And it's just a guy in Georgia wearing high waters like that scene from the Simpsons with Millhouse. And he just looks at his feet and goes, oh, <laughs> <laughs> climate depression. Yeah. What do you have? What else do you have? Um, all right. So we got one from a uh, host of the Get in the Garage podcast, Luke Roberge. Welcome to the I network. think really... Yes. Is that official at this point? Yeah, it'll be announced yesterday. <laughs> hey, congratulations. We've been hiding it from you. Um, yeah, Luke, one of my childhood best friends and a really great podcaster and music nerd is now on the Wasted Robot Network. Um, his contribution, I think, is really, really good to what um, makes anyone feel sluggish. His was pot. <laughs> <laughs> not always. Just, just weed, which... I mean, sure, not always for me, definitely for him, probably. But also, uh, he's now off the network because he's a criminal and we don't hire criminals <laughs> on the network. We don't have those so, here. We don't have criminals. If we can play like a siren noise right now. <laughs> I'm pausing for it, but you don't have to put it in. Coming for you, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, yeah, obviously. Um, no one wants to do anything when you've become one with the sofa. Yeah. Oh my god, do you remember those commercials where the dogs would talk and people would sink into the sofa and it would make everybody oh my, my age want to do drugs? <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> like, look at this flat lady. I want to be that flat lady. <laughs> yeah, I'm 3D right now. You mean it'll do that? <laughs> Sick. But yeah, anyway, my my next one, and I I, I appreciate the, the setup of this one because I can't picture uh, John Koppel ever being a sluggish person so, oh, yeah, he, he's very animated. He says, sometimes I deal with angry outbursts at work. So I like having having that as the reason he needs to like, create a sluggishness for himself. Here's the thing. As soon as someone I know, they can be the most mellow dude. Like every time I, someone is a father, they immediately switch from calm, cool, collected to you have the power to turn your face red and scream. <laughs> yeah. As soon as there is a child involved, it just comes up from like you're the villain from Iron Man three and like your chest becomes fire like that's <laughs> As soon as you have a child that becomes a, like a, a, a weapon in your arsenal. So, no, I can see I can see uh, John Koppel getting into a heated debate with someone and absolutely destroying them. Oh, yeah, for sure. But yeah, he he says when he, when he has to deal with angry outbursts at work. He usually responds by playing on his phone for the next 10 minutes. And I, I asked him what he plays on his phone. And he says, I read the news. That's not a game. That's not games. You can't play reading the news. <laughs> I'm playing reading the news and I'm just, and I'm just making them whatever the news I want. <laughs> yeah, I asked him if he's ever heard of two dots and he said he doesn't know what that is because he's old. And I was like, I thought I knew what that was because I was old. So here we are. <laughs> All right. As long as he's playing Snake on a Nokia brick, he'll be fine. Yeah. Excellent. Thank you, John Koppel. Also uh, a friend of the network. That's uh, right. Right. Uh, I have, we have our friend who will never be on this show because, quote, fuck your podcast when we <laughs> asked her to be on. <laughs> Betty Smithsonian gave the option of waking up. <laughs> Again, very existential. <laughs> I mean, I think this is more just like the morning yeah, groggies, in, in those like moments, which the is first why, 15 minutes of this play, of this podcast. That, that, that's why this was a 10 o'clock recording and not a 930 recording. 
because I woke yeah, up at exactly. eight and wasn't ready. <laughs> <laughs> I woke up at seven thirty. I wasn't ready until halfway through this episode. <laughs> That's awesome. But yeah, good good work, Betty. Also, congratulations, Betty, on being twenty years sober. I'm not trying to turn this oh, into wow. like a morning radio show, but yeah, she posted that she has been sober for twenty years, and I nearly cried. Wow! Congrats. Yeah, that's incredible. That's that's awesome. I remember, uh, I think it was Nelms did a show for Snappy Pun, and the grand prize was like a 20-pack of beer, and Betty won, and she just like kicked the beer back to the back of the room. <laughs> I was like, this is for anyone that wants it. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> Do you have any more? So the one that I, I can't really, really speak to as someone who's experienced it, but experiencing her while she's experiencing it. My sister-in-law said busy season. She's an accountant. Oh yeah. That's gotta be gross. Yeah. She like disappears and like, we, we don't see her for the entire busy season. She's just like at work, she's bogged down and all of this stuff. And like, I, I don't know. How. I couldn't do it. Yeah. Here's like, the I, thing. I, I love math. I couldn't do it. <laughs> here's, here's the thing. Uh, part of me is like, that must be awful. It also just reminded me that I need to send my information to an accountant. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yes, that is awful. Also, do you have time this Thursday? <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, yep, I could definitely see that. Although a part of me is like when you're in the thick of it, especially the, oh no, because it's numbers and files and papers and stuff, which is annoying and very sluggish i could see it's like in in my business of box of manufacturing um once you get like a bunch of them going and you can kind of work into a rhythm it kind of goes by but i feel like this is different because everything is an individual case yeah with that like even once you get into the zone like it's still monotonous like you still have to yeah. be so meticulous going through the details of all of it that like you really can't like space it out terrible god i don't envy that at all but no. the, the other one that i was gonna drop in before you do yours was mm -hmm. um meg commented that she feels sluggish when her sister tries to make her go for a walk after dinner <laughs> thank you meg you've been a big help and like that that, that is kind of <laughs> in in line with the uh getting a phone call while you're driving thing we're like you don't think about how like where your head's at in that moment. And then someone asks you to do something and you're like, Oh no, I am not in this. Like I am no, out. No. Let me be the, let me just be this for yeah, a little like, longer. Yeah, you're, you're choosing to be sluggish at that point too. Where it's like, no, I just want this. Just let me have this. Yeah. Just not, uh, not great, but I get where she's coming from where we were. Ne we were never yeah. a family that, um, uh would like take walks after thanksgiving dinner or anything yeah my my parents go back and forth between whether or not they want to be those people or not yeah they have a treadmill um, now that they use so maybe they are those great. people again <laughs> i love the idea of a romantic couple where it's like we don't want to go walk but we do have a double wide treadmill that we can walk together <laughs> on holding hands just holding hands they have like a screen in front of them that simulates like famous national forests <laughs> that's adorable i would have I would, 
I would have like a simulation room for nature walks. <laughs> if that's if this podcast picks up when we get millions of dollars from Casper mattresses, I want that. <laughs> that's yeah. the one thing I'll spend it's, my stupid money on. It's one of those like uh, interactive golf ranges, but you're just going for a walk. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. So I have my last one. Never been on the show before, but should probably at some point host of My Voice Sucks pod, Dan Clark. Uh, fuck Dan Clark. Our, our um, current enemy, despite his not knowing. <laughs> he should be on the show, though. So he I at love least Dan. knows. <laughs> I mean, that, that, that is the, the thing on the show, right? It's, it's fuck Dan Clark. I mean, I love Dan, Dan, but yeah, fuck Dan Clark. Fuck Dan Clark. <laughs> I mean, I love Dan, but fuck Dan Clark. Um, but his, which I also get a lot because I have, who hasn't been there. Um, Dan Clark says several pieces of pizza, which it's pronounced slices, you fucking idiot. Yeah. But also he's from where I'm from. He doesn't get away with the regional difference. They're slices of pizza, They're slices <laughs> of pizza, you fucking monster. Uh, but honestly, a good point. If you have several slices of pizza, uh, you're going to feel a little sluggish. Yeah. That's all. That's all I have to say. We don't gotta give him anymore. <laughs> we don't have to give him anymore. Fuck Dan Clark. We love you. I mean, I love Dan Clark, but fuck Dan fuck Clark. Dan Clark. <laughs> fuck Dan Clark. But no, that, there is there is a lot of truth to that. And like anything you eat with a like even a little bit of cheese, if you have a lot of it, you are shut down. Yeah, I don't understand the people that like. Oh, I just love eating like block of cheese. Oh, I can't. I can't. I, I love the tastes of cheese. And like my cousin used to work at De Bruno, so we would have like a cheese hookup, and we get all these crazy cheeses. But like, I don't. I just, I was reminded of a very funny story that we can't talk about on air. Oh, okay. <laughs> but yeah, like so, like I I got to like dip my toe into like the fancy cheese world, and it was delicious. Mm. But like, I could not imagine eating more than like a couple pieces of cheese. My mom went through like a cheesemonger phase where she would like go to fancy cheese places, get cheese, do like a cheese board. Yep. I don't mind a cheese board. Oh, cheese boards. Give me, give me charcuterie. Great. That's my favorite meal. I love it. Yeah. I'll take a whole fucking cheese board. Don't come at me with the cracker barrel block of cheddar, <laughs> just noshing on it like it's a fucking Slim Jim yeah, and ask no. me how my day is because it's ruined yeah. now. It was better before. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no. I, what what is it about cheese that slows people down? Is that like there's just too much? There is actually like scientific stuff to it where cheese is addicting, so it it like inspires you to eat more of it. Mm. But it also whatever the stuff in dairy that slows you down in general, it's all in there. The last one that was maybe my favorite of the ones that came through because it it hit like exactly what I was picturing for my own. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom said when the Netflix thing pops up and asks, are you still watching? Oh yeah. And, no. and holy shit. When she said that one, I was like, that's it. <laughs> that's the one. This is, so there is a new trend going around TikTok. It is my favorite trend and it is an audio from the Osbournes. Oh, I, I've, I've caught a little bit of it. I've, I haven't seen any of the videos, <laughs> but I, I've heard the audio a couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> it's we and Casey now just text each other asterisk Aussie groan <laughs> to each other. That's what that Netflix and maybe that's the whole idea of this episode is the uh, <laughs> <laughs> someone's coming to my room and taking all my beers away from me. I don't think so, darling. Uh. <laughs> 
when you watch the clip of it, they subtitle it and it just says confused oh grown. God. Whoever subtitled then, the Osbournes was, I mean, that, that feels like the best and worst job you could possibly have. It's a difficult job, but I feel like it's a labor of love. Yeah, the, the challenge is constant, but also you get to just write whatever you want. And I understand that there's a lot of editing that goes into this show, but if you could just edit in as like a keyboard noise, like we're a regular radio show for the Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah, grown. Uh, uh, season two could have a lot more Thank drops. <laughs> yeah. We are becoming more and more annoying morning radio yeah, show. I'm, I'm not even going to lie. I know how to do it now. This is a thing I've learned in the week off. <laughs> Fantastic. All right. Why don't you get right. ready for work, man? This I'm is great. Go. Big things coming. Season two Season is here. Two. We did it. Uh, thank you guys so much for sticking around through all this. Um, while I didn't get to say it uh, up top, pod off. <laughs> That's right. We never uh, pod on for the solos. <laughs> we never potted on for this. We got to get like a robot voice to pot on for us when we don't do it. Uh, but again, thank you guys so much for sticking around with us for over this year. Uh, we're excited to show you some new stuff, new segments, brand new guests. I think our first guest uh, is going to be a pretty cool one, and I'm yeah, excited it's, it's about it. It's lining up perfectly, um, but we've said that before. Hopefully this time it's coming through. I am so excited. My my dog's going to run away as soon as we try <laughs> to hop on the call. Um, but we, uh, yeah, we got a lot of great things coming this year. We're really excited about the changes. Uh, I hope you enjoyed. Uh, I don't know if it's up yet. Do we have the out, like the new show art yep. yet? How's that, huh? Yeah, thanks Ben Pretty Fiddler cool. for the new show art. Yeah, well, I'm I'm a cartoon, which is all I've ever wanted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, thank you guys so much. We appreciate the hell out of you, um, Dan. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Feel feelings is a wasted robot production. Editing done by Dan Getz. Music by George Bruderman. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at FeelFeelingsPod and even leave us a voice message at anchor.fm backslash feelfeelings. If you're ever feeling any heavy emotions and feel like there's nowhere to turn to, please don't hesitate to reach out to us or to any of the resources in the show notes. Thanks for listening. This has been a presentation of the Wasted Robot Network. For more information on this and other podcasts, visit us on Facebook and Instagram at Wasted Robot Records. We're such a professional show!